Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Scott. Hello. How are we? Uh, yeah, good. It was my birthday this week, so I've turned on the uh, great age of 32. 32. Ali, what were you doing at 32? Oh, no, you, 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 I mean, I'm assuming you've been there. You might still have yeah. to get there. Oh, no, no, I'm very <laughs> So I, um, I, I was very bored. I was probably in my bed by 7 o'clock at 32. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Morning, morning shift. No, no, I... I, I I probably would have been after work. Um, <laughs> I, I stopped my party lifestyle eight years ago, so I'm a boring old man now. <laughs> Scott, how's your party lifestyle going? I'm the same as Ali. <laughs> <laughs> those, those years were gone. Mid twenties, yeah. Uh, this week we're going to talk about the Champions League because it's been a hell of a week in that. Uh, a little bit about English clubs in the Europa League, and we're recording on Friday night, so there's been some Championship uh, lower league games. Uh, and other bits and bobs of news, there's quite a lot to get through, but I think really there is only uh, one place to start, Wednesday night, City 4, Spurs 3, so 1-0, one 1-1, 1-2, 2-2, 3-2, 4-2, 4-3, 5-3, uh, disallowed, uh, Spurs go through on the away goals, um, who saw this one, uh, presumably Ali, uh, you were watching the Liverpool game, you didn't catch a moment of this, is that right? I watched both games because I was intelligent, Chris, unlike somebody else in this podcast <laughs> who, who, who'd succumbed to peer pressure. And um, thankfully, I had the TV on and the laptop on at the same time, so um, it, was a, it was a hell of a game. It was uh, a hell of a game, yeah. Um, what, what, my, my biggest point for this, just before we got on it, is all those people hating on VR. I've never been more enthralled in a game ever with exactly. the drama of VR. Mm. I thought it was excellent. It didn't take away. Maybe it helped, obviously it must be a lot harder for the the players and officials, but for the fans watching at home, that just increased the drama by ten at least. There's some footage. The BT app does the 360 view, so you can see the fans. Uh, and someone has got a camera phone as well, pointed on Pep that they point that posted uh, on Twitter <laughs> I've today. Seen that. Uh, yeah, and I've it's seen brilliant. That. I mean, it it's captures brilliant. VAR fantastically because. You've got the City fans cheering, and in the corner of, of one of the footages, you can see the Spurs fans sort of looking distraught about sort of 50 yards away. And then it all goes sort of hushed. And some, for some weird reason, someone throws a bra at Pep, but then it all goes sort of hushed. And all of a sudden, you can hear the announcement over the tannoy. And then it all goes quiet. And then all of a sudden you can see either Lorente or Son sort of running over to Poch cheering. Pep goes down on his knees. And there's these fans in the corner and some distance away jumping up and down madly. It's fantastic, wasn't it? I just thought, yeah, the drama involved. I mean, my, the biggest criticism I suppose you could say is maybe they need to, to do better in stadium. Mm-hmm. Do you know yes. what's going on? But I've, I've never been so enthralled in a match and in a moment that hasn't involved Liverpool as I did at the end of it. I was like, literally... 
I didn't know what I wanted to happen. I didn't know if I wanted it to go City or Spurs way, but I just knew. It reminded me, and Scott, you'll. Like, it reminded me a really good wrestling match. Mm. You know, like taking it to my geek side. Like I just, I didn't know what I wanted to happen. I didn't know how it was going to go, but I just knew I had to see it. Are we missing Jake the Snake coming on at the end with some sort of reptile? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fight, more fight, like, fighting uh, Randy Savage. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was like. Some gimmick coming out, coming out at the end. The match was over, but we were just waiting on if the snake was going to bite something or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, did anyone see what Fernandinho said about it? Did he say "fuck VAR"? Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of fan footage, you ever seen the footage of the City fans that have walked out of yes. the stadium? God, what yes, happened there? Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I've seen. It's ah, oh, it was brilliant. But that late winner, no, the goal was disallowed. Or was it? <laughs> yeah, they walked out, Ali, uh, to be interviewed by Sky News, to, and basically they were full of hope and triumph and thinking they'd won. And Sky News said, "Well, that was a shame, wasn't it?" <laughs> I, I seen the video, that's the one Chris was talking about in the chat. I assumed that was Spurs fans who'd left early. No, they were definitely Mancunian oh, accents. There's Matt, there's a couple of guys with some Man City scarves and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, God, I thought it was Spurs fans because I was like, I was so delighted they missed it. They don't, they don't deserve to see stuff like that if you leave early. The only ne- shame... It's gone. Never, le- never leave early, only no. if your side is getting absolutely walloped. I still don't think, what's the point of leaving early? I mean, I suppose I've never seen my team get hammered so it's, it's maybe different but um i just you pay all that money to leave yeah like i wonder like i, I always wonder that istanbul obviously in 05 if anybody left at half time few people did there's there's some <clears throat> stories floating around just ridiculous i mean that's that's a poor example obviously because you, you're not you're, you're basically on holiday so but even at like anfield i know loads of people who leave early like 10 15 minutes and the amount of goals Liverpool have had late this season mm. must have missed loads. George Best famously left the 99 Champions League final sort of eight, nine minutes early. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, the Didn't only... miss much. Huh? Didn't miss much anyway, did ah, it? No. 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 I mean, it's the second greatest Champions League final of all time. <laughs> yeah, second greatest. Yeah. Nobody, ever, no, nobody ever remembers the second greatest. <laughs> Always the great. Always number one. Just ask Father Ted about the second best priest. <laughs> um, the only thing I think about this was, I suppose, was Raheem Sterling could have got his hat trick. Raheem Sterling uh, this season, twenty three goals in ninety eight shots. Harry Kane, who Spurs didn't need, twenty four goals in one hundred and thirty four shots. So, um, I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys listen to the Sunday show, but it's almost like everything I've been beating on about all season is right. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't win PFA Player of the Year, it's something that's gone wrong. Right. Uh, yeah. now, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to post an argument here against Sterling, right? Not against Sterling because Sterling for me is up there with who I think should get it. I still think Van Dyke should get it purely because of if you take Sterling at that City team, how much are they missing? He can get replaced by Sane or someone else. If you take Van Dyke, I love a full challenger for the title, and that's the diff- that's the influence Van Dyke has every season. Van Dijk has a bad game and you're probably getting a, a 7 out of 10 performance and people are like, what's wrong with him? Um, I think it's definitely out of the two of them, but I think it's just biased because of the goals and assists that attackers always seem to get the, the nod. But I mean, I wouldn't be against Sterling. I love Sterling. Um, I'm one of the few Liverpool fans who still do. Um, but I just, for me, think Van Dijk has been like frighteningly good all season. Um to the point he's got us challenging the greatest Premier League team that there's ever been. Yeah. Um, 
So what happens here? Do we give credit to Pochettino uh, or is this fraudiola? Um, where did it go right for Spurs and where did it go wrong for, for City? Pochettino got lucky because Kane got injured and then Guardiola isn't as good as what... Guardiola's a good coach but he's only got one way to play and if it doesn't go, he doesn't know how to change it. He got... I'm going to say he got lucky but he had Messi. So you, it's hard to judge him on that Barcelona team because he had literally one of the greatest teams assembled. Xavi and Iniesta were probably the greatest midfield combination in the world at the time. Biscuits was the greatest defensive midfielder in the world at the time. Um, defensively, they were probably a bit poor, but they never needed to be good because they pressed so high. And that's down... You've got to give Guardiola credit for that. But he's, he's, he's went into Bayern Munich, who were pretty much guaranteed to win the league. It, it wasn't a task. It was like going to Rangers or Celtic and winning the league in the 90s. You know, you only had one team to beat, and once you did it, that was fine. And he's done the same at City. He's went and spent millions. It's hard to say he should go to a smaller club, because why would he? But for me, Pochettino is a better coach and manager, just because of the circumstances he has to work with. I don't think Guardiola's ever got... He basically came into City having to win the Champions League. He hasn't got to the semi-final in 11 years now. Yeah. If any other manager does the same, look at Mourinho. Like, his record when he's gone. At what point does he get criticism? Scott? I'll put the <laughs> <answer there. laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, I, th- I think because he spends so much money, he has to deliver all the time. Look at the money he spent in the summer um, and the last couple of summers just to rebuild that Manchester City side is set up for him to build success mm. and he, he needs to win a Champions League and time after time City haven't delivered under him what well, they got absolutely wallets by you guys last season and torn apart at Anfield and then um, I managed to watch the second leg in the States last year and the Liverpool were totally in control and then this season Spurs were brilliant last week and were even in my eyes, a bit better this week, but the league. Uh, he, he was looking for five or six trophies this season. He's failed on a, on one, and that was the big one. He needs to take a look in the mirror and how he changes his style with Manchester City for next season. Do you not think he's very poor tactically? Like last week, he dropped De Bruyne and Sani. Yeah, Sane has been dropped for a, a, a while. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, he's come out and said he can't play Mendy and Sane at the same time. Well, Mendy's his only half decent left back. So what? If you're Sane, what are you thinking when your manager says that? Um, my my biggest concern about Guardiola, the way he has been with City, they spent a lot of money last summer. Yeah, on last summer, the summer for and all those defenders. Right, they didn't really improve defensively. Like we keep seeing it in the group chat all the time. If you attack City, which takes a brave manager to do, you'll beat them. Scott mentioned the Liverpool game last season. We went right at them in that first leg and battered them. Mm. You three three nil up after half. Yeah, and then the second game, like they scored first, and then we still battered them after it because they can't. They don't like getting attacked at pace. They say they could have signed a defensive midfielder or a centre half, which is the two positions they need. But instead, they they spent what sixty million on Mares. Marriage didn't get on in that Champions League second leg. Now, I'm not saying he's better than what was playing, but why are you signing a player for that amount of money when he's not better than your second choice in the position he plays in? Mm. That's got to be on Guardiola. I don't care who's making the signings. He's 
like, there's no good manager, no top manager is saying, oh yeah, let's get me a, fi- a fifth world-class winger, if Mares is even world-class, right, over a centre-half. Company's done. Like, I love Company as a person, he seems a great guy, and he was a great centre-half, but he's just done. Injuries have broke his body, he's, he's not that top level He's maybe like the way Terry was in his final few years at Chelsea, where he could play certain games, but you can't rely on him to play week in, week out, especially not in, in big games anymore. He was centre-half for the two Liverpool games last season. He was there last night. They're not defensively sound with him there. And and Gardner's got to look at his tactics and his his setup for those. Well, they're playing each other again. I mean, they've enjoyed playing each other so often, they get to do it again <laughs> at the weekend. Um, what, because both... Spurs need points in the Premier League. Uh, Spurs aren't going to let up on them now. They need this fourth spot. There's three points between City and uh, Manchester United in sixth and Spurs in third. Manchester City, this is their only thing that they can go for now. Um, are they going to be up and at them like Ryan Schuster on WhatsApp? Or are they going to be so shell-shocked? I mean, those City players were out on their feet at the end, weren't they, after the game? This could be this could sort of leave them with a thousand-yard stare and vacant looks for the end of the season couldn't it I think you Liverpool fans will be hoping to Spurs absolutely dem- demolish them <laughs> I think I think it's going to be mentally and physically demanding for them to be playing each other four days three yeah. four days after the, the the game on Wednesday which as you as you said just took it out of them at the end you can see all the players looking emotional wreck at the end of the game but where is, I sorry where is the game it's at the Etihad, isn't it? So they're in the exact same surroundings. Yes, the exact same <laughs> surroundings. I wonder if it's, if Spurs actually stayed in Manchester for a few days. Yeah, you'd hope so. It, it would be logistically be the right way. Um, a colleague of mine said yesterday, he goes, I wouldn't be surprised if Man City just come out all guns blazing and absolutely wallop them about 6-1. With, yeah. Aguero, with Aguero hitting 4 or 5 like a, a couple of seasons ago. But there's no Kane, is there? And of no. course we all know how well Spurs do without Harry Kane. Mm. I think... Spurs will be mentally exhausted as well. They just they put so much in, especially come the end, and they don't have the squad to change it. Mm. You know, they, they, they are reliant, fairly reliant on what, 13, 14 players? Um, I think it, it could be, it, this could be one of those just very drag, nil nil games. You know, that no, it, it's definitely going to put a test on to both managers, like man management skills. How do you motivate that City team to get them back yeah. focused again after such a, not a defeat obviously, but the way they went out and then Poch to try and get his players alright, they're on such a high but they're also going to come down to such a low that's just what happens with adrenaline to then try and lift them because it's the early game as well, mm. past 12 kickoff on Saturday, so they're not getting time to rest, which could be a good thing for Spurs but I don't know. I think it's just my negative Nelly side coming out of me as the Liverpool one. <laughs> I can't see anything but like a city coming out all guns blazing. Fair enough. Well, look, let's talk about some... Come. I think you'll see a lot of changes, which they've yeah. got fresh legs as well. You know, like some Mares yeah. coming in sort of thing. Sane. Sane. 10 minutes or something. Stones, yeah. Yeah. Stones, yeah. yeah. got a point to prove. Yeah. Um... Let's talk about something happier, shall we? Let's talk about Juventus 1, Ajax 2. Cristiano Ronaldo uh, scored for Juventus. Uh, Van der Beek and Matthijs de Ligt scored for um, Ajax. Who saw the wonderful headline the next day? Um, 
Control Alt Delict. Delict cannot be the title of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we asked them most, I'm sure they will. Brilliant headline. Uh, this wasn't a lucky victory by any stretch of no. was it, Scott? No, they absolutely walloped them in the second half. Honestly, it could have been five. Yeah, um, Ziak was fractionally offside yeah. through Nerez's three ball. Um, time and time again in the second half, Juventus' midfield just went, was on walkabout. Mm. So is their defence. Ajax's young guns in the midfield and attack were just tearing them apart. And it was scary. Honestly, it could have been six, maybe seven, if it wasn't for Chesney in goal. Well, in things I like to make podcasts from, someone did say uh, that Juventus have spent all this money on Higuain and Ronaldo the last few yep. years. They've got great big holes elsewhere in their squad that need yep. filling, and now they can't fill it. Chiellini uh, and Benucci aren't getting any younger. Pjanic has turned 30. Is he? Although they're supposed to have got Betancourt, haven't they? Yeah, Betancourt. They've got Aaron Ramsey, who's unfortunately got injured yesterday, so he could be yeah. out. I think he may have potentially played his last Arsenal game. If the, if the reports oh, okay. are true, that could be a, um, a bad hamstring injury. Yeah, uh, their defence is leaky. Benucci's been awful all season. Um, Juventus on a whole have been terrible this year. They've only had two or three good games mm. in the last five, six months, which was against Atletico at home when Ronaldo turned the game on its head and the Napoli away game when they went down to, uh, I think it was nine men and... Came came away from Napoli winning two one. There's there's a massive rebuilding job for the for if Allegri's there next season. It could be Conte. Last what the rumours were. Which were a team? Last... Oh, sorry. I uh, which were the rumours were in the last couple of days that Juve were looking to bring in Conte. Which were a team a squillion miles ahead <laughs> in Serie A. It's very mm. strange. You have to talk about such a rebuilding job. Um... Yeah, the league is uh, completely different to what. It is in Europe. You're playing against better teams and who are more equipped to play against Juventus. Where it seems in Serie A is where they just sit deep and Juventus just don't have to come out of second gear. Yeah. Um, Ali, since 2007, Cristiano Ronaldo has uh, reached Champions League semi-finals every year, except those in which Toy Story film has been released. Wow, amazing! <laughs> is that? I mean, that can't be coincidence, surely. Well, it, Toy Story is the greatest film ever made. You know, Which one? So, all of them. Second one so, was my favourite one. Yeah, number two. The, uh, the third one for me because I cried. Did you? I'm a, I'm a, yeah, when at the end when uh, yeah. Andy's talking to the little girl and he's giving the toys away. That's a heartbreaking moment. Two is my favourite because got more of the dinosaur in. Well, that's yeah. where my daughter's named after Toy Story 2. She's called Woody. Jesse. Oh, okay. oh, Jesse. Oh, cool. As Jesse comes in. She's named Jessica after Jesse. I've got the tattoo on my arm. Oh, like, like it. Have you told um, our own Jesse this? No, I haven't. No, she thinks <laughs> it's after her. I didn't want to. <laughs> um, so yeah, <coughs> I'd say that, that. Yeah, Toy Story two. That's where my daughter's named after. Oh, excellent. And um, so, oh, <laughs> a semi-final of uh, Ajax versus Spurs. It seems quite Spursy on paper, particularly when you think about Lorente up against um, uh, Daily Blint. But there's no Son for the first leg, is there? Of course, there's no Kane. So it's not as easy as Spurs might be thinking, or Spurs fans might be thinking. Yeah, that first leg is now crucial, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. Son is so important to how Spurs play. Um, yeah. like he's probably the one player from Spurs I think most Premier League teams would love to take. You know, because he could yeah. fit into to all. I'd love him at Liverpool. You know, he's just that hard-working winger sort of thing. Um, he's like their so, Bobby, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he'd be a great like 
rotation for Bobby for ourselves. But so yeah, if Spurs can keep it, I think Spurs are the better team overall. I think obviously Ajax, if they could keep Ajax's biggest problem has always been they're a selling club. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't keep that team together for too long. No, um, it's sad though they, that they won't. No, which is really unfortunate. Um, I mean, I mean they're getting picked apart already. We all the you know all the headlines and beating Juventus the way they did, only only helping teams like pick them apart more. So I, you still got to fancy Spurs over the two legs, but that first leg is very crucial for Ajax to try and get. Where is the first leg? Is it at toilet know. or is it in Ajax? Oh, good, Not sure. good, que- good question. There was a very sweet photo of a nine-year-old Matthias Delict with uh, Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez, yeah, that was a good, nice photo. Uh, did you guys see the interview? I think it was a German interview, I- interview in Sun. And he goes, "Oh yeah, you're going to be suspended for the first leg." Did you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just a look of glum. Just face. Yeah. So that's massive for Ajax, and yeah. if they get. An away goal. Get in as a one-all or yeah. mm-hmm. kill one-all with an away goal. That's their only hope, I think. I really feel. Um, it, it may be Premier League bias from myself, um, but I do. And it's kind of hard to say it's just me, but Premier League's kind of shown it's not dominance, but back to like the, the all the leagues go in circles, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be coming back around the Premier League era, obviously. That's Liverpool... Obviously, a Europa League final. Obviously, we weren't in Europe, but then we've got the Champions League final last year. We're in a semi-final this year. Spurs are there. You've got two English teams in the semi-final and the Europa. It just seems to be swinging the pendulum back to back to England again. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, look. <clears throat> excuse me. Speaking of English teams doing well, Porto won Liverpool four. I can't believe anybody watched this. Uh, 6-1 on <laughs> aggregate uh, Mane, Salah, Firmino and Virgil van Dijk Salah, is that the third game in a row he scored again? He's having a terrible season, isn't he? It's three goals and, and that own goal one as well the one that the, the no one against Spurs as well, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. He's, yeah, so, yeah But is there not what, how many goals and assists did you say this season? Or did you not? I didn't, I just said he's having a terrible oh, season with all those goals I and assists thought, He's got 27 goals and 14 assists this season Jesus in all competitions, goodness. and that's him having a bad season. <laughs> I'll keep that bad season every season, please. Yeah. Uh, and Hendo had a nice little assist. He's he's doing very well on that right hand side of midfield, isn't he? Three assists and a goal since he's been changed formation, changed position. Yeah, it's it's just like that. All these people who have moaned about Henderson playing as a deep buyer midfielder were kind of justified in moaning about him. Yeah, <laughs> um, just. That's where he played. We nearly won the league with him playing there, mm. you know. And it was his suspension ultimately that that hampered that midfield. Whether it made a difference, we we obviously we don't know. But I, I'm glad to see him getting played in that position. He looks a far better player, mm. and he's got much better um, credit to his. Um, next up for Liverpool, uh, they are away to Cardiff. I had a dream, Ali, that Cardiff beat Liverpool four 0 I had a dream this week. We oh spoke about this in the Sunday show that Neil Warnock cost Liverpool the title. I promise you I will not be in the WhatsApp group <laughs> after Sunday <laughs> if this comes through. You see, Ali has left the group. <laughs> You'll never hear me on a podcast. My Twitter handle will be deleted. I will be going back to Facebook. 
and I'll be done with football if we lose the league because of Neil Buddy Warner. Well, look, uh, they beat Brighton on 2 0 on Tuesday, so they're only two points from safety. Um, Cardiff have conceded 13 to Liverpool in the. In the their time in the, within the Premier League. So it's looking good from that point of view. And if they're chasing points, they, the good thing is for us, they're not dead and buried. So they have to chase the game, don't they? As much as Liverpool have to. I still don't think so. I think they look at Liverpool as a as a free hit that they really? can sit. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, 34 games? Yeah. It's only two points. Like, Brighton's, I'm pretty sure Brighton's fixtures aren't great either. They're not. Uh, they're, they're both very bad. Yeah, but I'm sure Wolves, they're away to Wolves. Cardiff don't have like, not easy fixtures, but they've got a couple of ones that where they, they they would be looking at three points. There's no way Cardiff are looking at Liverpool thinking that's fine. We'll get three points here. That takes us out of the relegation zone. They're probably thinking let's just try and not get hammered. Let's not in case it comes down to goal difference and let's chase the points on the other three games or four games, whatever they'll have left. Because Brighton um, have got a um, Wolves have got a terrible record against teams in the bottom six, haven't they? Very true, but I don't yeah. think. Teams like that will look at that. And Brighton just now, Brighton are playing the worst football I've ever seen in Premier League history. Like their performance against Bournemouth. Hmm. Was it Bournemouth at the weekend? Yeah, 5 0. Was, was the worst display I've ever seen in Premier League. And I've seen t- like Liverpool give it 5 1 for Crystal Palace. Um, but Brighton just, it was so bad, Chris. I, I don't know if you watched it. Obviously, we have to watch it for the Sunday show. And I've never seen such comical defending. Their passing was their pass completion rate must have been about twenty percent. <laughs> it was so bad. <clears throat> Scott, you're a Swindon fan. Have you ever seen any worse performances in the Premier League than Brighton? Yeah, Swindon. <laughs> <laughs> the hundred goal season. <laughs> um, Mo Salah. It can become only the third Liverpool player to score twenty plus Premier League goals in consecutive seasons. Who are the other two? It's Robbie Fowler one. Yeah, 94, 95 and 95, 96. 96, yeah. Ooh. Has to be Michael Owen. No, yeah. his, t- his teeth are offside. Oh, is it Luis Suarez? Yeah. Uh, th- 12, 13 and 13, 14. Hmm? Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Did Owen not hit 20 that often? Or was it just because of his injuries when he was at Liverpool? Stats don't lie. Yeah. Well... Like my hips. <laughs> my, your hips might lie. <laughs> stats from, that's the yeah, so, yeah. issue we have. <laughs> uh, okay, John Downing wasn't playing for Liverpool that season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never meant when I gave you that point when uh, I said who's a Liverpool fan on the, on the WFI one. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> finally, in the Champions League, is Barcelona three, Manchester United nil, Messi with two, and then Fabinho with a rather wonderful goal. Um, Messi versus Phil Jones. Uh, oh. That was as fun as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> he sent him back to Manchester. Got a hot dog on a nice flight. Yeah, that was I've, that. That was just amazing. Uh, to be fair, Rashford hit the bar after about a minute or so, didn't he? Yeah, I think it's about thirty seconds in. But it was fairly inevitable what was going to happen. Yeah, Messi turned it on. Um, there's a nice video of Mark Andre to Sturgeon. Not celebrating yes. the second goal because it was a howler on De Gea, hmm. yeah. which was it was a bad error. And I've, I was listening to the Guardian football podcast yesterday um, on my way back from work, and they were saying that uh, De Gea hasn't been himself since uh, Mourinho's left, and okay. he was more more better when Mourinho was in charge because he was like the the prime shop stopper, hmm. and now it's a lot where Solskjaer 
is a lot less like Mourinho, but that howler was not very good. No, Paul and Ed on the Manchester United Rankcast were saying that he's made a few ricks this season. I can't think mm. of any, but they watch him a huge amount more than me. He's been terrible. Not terrible. It's hard to say De Gea has ever been terrible. but Not as good as we were. We not were as good, as, yeah. I, I I blame him for the first goal as well. Um, Is he a bit too too central? <clears throat> I, yeah, especially knowing that it's messy. You know, it's not like... You've got to preempt these things to a goalkeeper. So, like, as a penalty, you don't dive as the ball goes past you. You know, you've got to take a guess. And it's kind of the same with the shots. Like, Messi had come in... Like, obviously, you, you'll blame Ashley Young dittering on the ball. and then Twice. Yeah, and then defender showing him on his left foot. It's all comical stuff. But the minute he swings his like his foot at the ball, you kind of know where he's going to put it. Mm. He's got to uh, just adjust his feet. And, it, and maybe that's what De Gea's biggest problem is adjusting his feet. He's very good at saving the way his feet. He's got very quick reactions. But just that, whereas Alisson and Ederson are very good with the, like, mm. adjusting their... De Gea's a better shortstopper than both those guys. Not that you would know from... On Tuesday night, but he just just sorting himself out. He just seemed to be very flat-footed. That then left it such an open space for Messi to curl it in. Yeah. I just thought it was a very. I feel if it was any other goalkeeper in the world, to be criticised for it. Yeah, he did make up for it with the save on Sergi Roberto right at the end of the first yeah. half. That was a very good instinctive save at the back post. Yeah. Um, has anyone seen the Guardian article? Uh, Manchester players Manchester United should be letting go. Is anyone want to hear a list? Go on. Ashley Young, Antonio Valencia, Chris Morin, Marcus Rocco, Matai Damian, uh, Nemanja Matic, Ander Herrera, Juan Mata, uh, Andres Pereira, is it? And um, Alexis Sanchez. Hard to argue. Yeah, can't argue with that. thought it would be more. Yeah. No. Well, uh, Herrera has more or less signed his contract with PSG. That's the rumour. There's well, 200, 200k a week. He's yeah. out of contract, isn't he? Yeah. So, and I think he's been told they weren't signing a new one regardless. So He's the one of that list I'd like to keep, if I was a United fan. Yeah. Oh, you're making a face. Uh, I, I don't know. I, you'd keep him over the rest of them, but I don't know if he's really... He's not one you'd build around, sort of thing. No. no. Would you, would you keep Mata? Again... He seems to be an impact player. I don't know. I've never seen him start a game. You know, he has moments of brilliance. But it's like one of those, obviously, you're never going to replace all those players. They're not going to get rid of all those. Whereas realistically, if you're Man United, you probably want to keep De Gea, Shaw. I don't know any other defenders, so there's none. Maybe Lindelof's not too bad. Yeah, Lindelof. No, get rid of Jones. You know, if they got a, if they got a Van Dyke esque, not obviously you're not going to find another Van Dyke, but a leader like a Dewitt sort of thing, or even an older like a no Kalini because his legs seem to be gone. But you know, Screen, Screenyard wouldn't be a bad shout. Yeah, you need to build your team around Pogba to get the best out of him. That can't be good. But you would just keep Rashford, Martial, and Lingard. Lingard. And just get rid of the, get rid of the rest and start afresh if you could, but you don't do that. Obviously, this is real football, not not football manager. But um, realistically, none of them are. You've got to look at players like that. Are they going to get into Man City's team? Could they get into Liverpool's team? Could they get into Chelsea or Arsenal's team? And when the answers regularly no, and a lot of these players are they really good enough for a team like Man United? When we're being realistic, 
who are, who are the biggest club in the world, like stature-wise. And it's not good enough for them. No. Um, they lost five Champions League games this season, Manchester United did. Uh, Solskjaer's form lately hasn't been great, has it? Is, well, I mean, with the fans, his honeymoon period is still on, but realistically, results-wise, it's over, isn't it? They've lost quite a few games recently. Their running's not the best either. They've got the derby next week, haven't they? Yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, Gary Neville had come out. Was it the Monday Night Club last week and said that um, wouldn't be surprised if uh, Solskjaer puts a weekend eleven out for that game yeah. to scupper <laughs> Liverpool's title credential chances. <laughs> I, it's, it's kind of pathetic in a way, isn't it? But I suppose I, I celebrated like us losing to Chelsea years ago because it stopped Man United winning the league. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see much, but, um, does anybody feel that they shouldn't have gave Solskjaer the job at the time? Like they maybe should have gave him the job, but they shouldn't have announced it and yeah. it when they did. Yeah. They that director of football is needed at that club essentially, yeah. and I would have waited till he probably the summer when they've announced the director of football and then announced Solskjaer. Yeah, just seems very strange timing. I don't, I didn't get it. They were never going to get another boost from it. Mm. It had the manager boost. Um, now they're stuck with them so yeah well next up for them they've got the normal white side derbies they're away to uh, Everton um, Everton have won once on Easter Sunday Manchester United have lost once on Easter Sunday and that was Everton versus Manchester United in 2013-14 so David Moyes' last game for Manchester United on Easter Sunday yeah I think he got sacked I think he got sacked. Yeah, he got sacked after this, and I think his contract ran out this summer. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everton lost 36 versus Manchester United. That is the worst record of anybody within the Premier League playing another team. I'm a massive Everton fan this weekend, though. Yeah, me too. (laughs) If if Everton beat United, and then do you really see them playing any sort of weekend team on the Wednesday? No, no. Is their Champions League place that important that Liverpool don't win the league? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, OK, we have the Europa League this week. Chelsea um, had a bit of bounce for Slavia Prague as they won 4-3 on the night and 5-3 on aggregate. Uh, Chelsea scored 100 goals in all competitions this season. Only Manchester City have done that out of English clubs. Um, they're next at home to Burnley on Monday. Burnley have won their last three. Um, but... Eden Hazard has got nine ga- goals in 17 games on the Monday, so he likes Mondays. Unlike the Town Rats. Yeah, so I was going to say... He doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, did you see the picture of David Luiz and the Slavia Prague <laughs> yeah. there? It was like spitting image of each other. Yeah, exactly. So this is the quarterfinal as well, wasn't it? So is, is this predetermined with who they're going to play next? Yeah, they've got Eintracht Frankfurt. That's yeah. right. They beat Benfica 2 0 and 4 4 on aggregate because Frankfurt yeah, threw the away goals. goals. Um, Rebic is suspended. I watched this game. Rebic is suspended for the first leg. What did you think of Luka Jovic? Because I think he's one of the best players in Europe this season. He is fantastic. And yeah. if you look at the timeline of Kirsten from the Unusual Effort show, um, she loves him to bits as well. She could wax lyrical about him all day long. Is that him and Adam Leitch in the top two? Uh, and Thorgan Mar- Hazard. And Marek Hamzik. Marek Hamzik, Thorgan Hazard, yeah. He's, he's yeah. worked his way into that sort of holy circle. <laughs> the um, the Felix Jow story of Benfica, he's like 19 and yeah. he's come out of nowhere. And he come out in the press and said that, oh, I've just turned 19, I've been 
doing really well at Benfica, and all these women in Portugal, and especially in Lisbon, keep sending me new photos. <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> what horrible life you lead. Yeah. I would hate that to happen to me. Speaking of nude photos, I mean, we, listeners, we record this uh, on Skype while on a video. Ali, you've got a very sort of babe station pose about you at the moment. He's, li- he's lying on his front on the bed, listeners. I can see his legs waggling in the background. He's not so far away from making one of those sort of call me signs and winking at the camera. <laughs> yeah. He's still got the webcam attached to my different site on at the same time. Who <laughs> said men can't multitask? Arsenal <laughs> uh, beat Napoli 1 0 uh, away from home. Lacazette scored. Arsenal um, nine clean sheets in the last 11 European games. Something you don't necessarily no. think of with Arsenal at the moment. Very good performances. Like, yeah, yeah. A bit of stability as well in Europe. Yeah, yeah definitely. James has been J- James has <laughs> been waxing lyrical that he'll be gutted if they don't uh, get to the final or potentially win it because it's a, a real opportunity to stamp their authority in Europe for this season and get a, a Champions League place for next season. Kibali was really upset at um, Koscielny for, at one particular point where I think he thought he should have had a penalty. But oh, I w- yeah, I wouldn't want to be facing an angry Koulibaly. I would not want to get in a foot race. I will. I want to shake his hand, wish him good luck. <laughs> I would not try and anger Kaladu Kulabali because he could do stuff that could end you. I think him and Ed and Jekko are the two hardest players. Those sort of quiet and <laughs> quiet. Yeah. Ed, yeah. Ed and Jekko and Pepe is probably the best thing I've seen all year. <laughs> If you ever see um, the footage from when Bosnia played Austria, is when uh, he got angry with Dragovic of Austria, and yes. that he, he he didn't look happy then. And uh, I would Jekko... have been brown trousers time if I was Dragovic. Jacko, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Manalas and Jacko are club teammates at Roma, and when they played each other for Bosnia versus Greece, they got into a little fight as well. And I think. <laughs> Jacko got on the better side of Manalas. As you'd want to see, you two, two, if you were a sort of Bosnia yeah. or Greece fan, you'd want to see yeah. that, wouldn't you? Um, Arsenal next up for them, they're at home to Palace in the Eddie McGoldrick derby. Palace, uh, their last eight Premier League games have alternated between a win and a loss, and I think they're due a win this time, because they lost last weekend to Manchester City, didn't they? Uh, whereas Arsenal won their last ten, so the cycle could be broken. Is this the Monday night game? It might be no Sunday. I think this is Sunday. Okay, so they've only got a couple of days to recover. That's four where... games in a week they've played, haven't they? Yeah, that's yeah. mental. So it's Thursday, Monday, Thursday, Sunday, and then you wonder why other clubs have games postponed, like Ajax have in a, in a, a week or so. Well, the whole and round Nap- of fixtures has been postponed. Yeah, and Napoli are playing Monday night because all the Serie A games, but that one is being played tomorrow, and Napoli are playing Atalanta on Monday. So they get an extra couple of days rest. So, yeah, they should be played Monday at best. Our, our TV rights, obviously, with the FA have got involved in just... They, oh, they amp up all English teams in Europe. I, I mean, it, it's easy to... Like, it, I used to always say it when Liverpool were playing, and people used to be like, ah, you're just saying because it it's your club. But there's no way Arsenal should be playing... Even Man City, half past 12 on Saturday morning. Yeah, after a Wednesday night. Yeah, I know... Yeah. I know they were in at home both games, but like that's that's ridiculous. Even just mentally, which then leads to physically, to be to be playing that mentally tired, they would have had to get some sort of day off on the Thursday to then prepare themselves Friday to then play Saturday morning. Just just ridiculous, and they wonder why like the English teams aren't so dominating in Europe, and then the English national team as well. 
it, it's all that counteracting right through it all. But as Jonathan Wilson said when they talked about this on the Guardian podcast the other week, you have to think of the other team. Although uh, the team in Europe gets um, an easier time, well, you've got to think of the circumstances of the team they're playing against whose fixture gets moved as well. Um, yeah, and then they get better and get into Europe and then they'll... they'll, they'll, they'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the, the money... The, the smaller teams who, who, who have no... Well... I'm being cruel saying they've no ambition, but they've no realism of making Europe. Okay? Survival is what but, they're after, which is probably, yeah, that's what argue is far more important than Europe. Are, yeah. Well, what, yeah, but then without those English teams doing well in Europe, then you're taking away a lot of a lot of like income revenue coming to the Premier League because if if English teams aren't successful in European competitions, making them a world brand, making the Premier League as high profit as it is. Then that's when TV deals start lowering as well. Okay. It's like what we were talking about the other week, Chris. Sorry to interrupt. Sure. Newcastle, Bournemouth. Do you remember them playing that on a quarter past twelve on a on a Saturday yeah. a few years ago? Yeah. Friday night BT game Sport. is Friday, uh, Saturday night game on BT Sport is uh, Newcastle Southampton. Oh God, Southampton fans. Nah, that's horrible. <laughs> that's absolutely disgusting. So that's what half nine, ten o'clock. So. If someone's driving, you won't get home to what two, maybe three, three a.m. And it's Easter Sunday, so they've got church as well. <laughs> of course, <laughs> <laughs> early morning mass. Exactly. Uh, also in the Europa League, Valencia beat Villarreal two 0 so they go through five one on aggregate. Um, lower league games today in England. Uh, there was Championship games, so Sheffield United beat Forest two 0 didn't they? Yeah. Um, and Leeds somehow conspired <laughs> to lose 2 1 at home to 10 man Wigan. Sorry, so, I didn't hear that, Chris. What was the Leeds score today? <laughs> they lost uh, 2 1 at home to 10 man Wigan. Um, man. If you can imagine such a thing. Uh, and Sheffield Wednesday are doing Leeds and uh, Sheffield United a favour of winning 2 1 at Norwich. Yeah. Oh, OK. So Sheffield Wednesday are pretty much out of the playoffs, though, weren't they? Even Fletcher. The big Scott. Stephen is really. Yeah, he scored. He scored. Marseille the legend. <laughs> Sunderland legend. Uh, so Leeds are now um, in third place on goal difference between Sheffield United. So they got a goal difference of six goals worse. Um, but down the other end of the table, Bolton have been relegated, haven't they? Uh, they yeah, lost, lost to, two nil. Yeah, they Villa. lost to Aston Villa. Um, the Rotherham game were third bottom. They had about eight minutes of injury time, so I didn't see their result. Um, but yeah, West Brom and Jalbin, who I think won um, as well, who are uh, in fourth place. Rotherham won as well. Sorry? Rotherham what? Rotherham lost to Swansea today. Oh, did they? Okay. Oh. So, that, yeah, they're still at the bottom um, bottom three places. So, League One, um, Greg uh, and possibly Tom uh, and the First Lady of um, Man of the Post, Emma, uh, they went to... Portsmouth as they beat Burton Albion. Um, I can't think what else happened. I did write one S- down, but I wrote S- it all down S- yesterday. So, Sunderland beat Doncaster two. Now I've just seen it on Sky Sports News. Oh, okay. Tight at the top of that table for it's, the yeah. second to fourth. It's tight at the bottom of the table as well, which is sort of where I was. Um, yeah, where I was concentrating. Oh, it was about about two weeks ago. I think it was from twentieth to thirteenth. It was like five point gap. From 21st, which is Wimbledon, another last relegation place, to 13th, Gillingham, there are six points. 
There's only three games left because they play on Easter Monday, the following Saturday, and the end of the season will be the week and the third. Yeah, because then you've got the playoffs and the yeah, take up the day, don't they? The yeah. worst. If your team is in it, it's the worst. Playoffs. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I've yeah, been to we- I've been I've been to Wembley twice to watch Swindon lose at, at Wembley in the playoff final. I've been to New Wembley three times and seen Swindon lose three times. And scored none. Well, stop going. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> it's me. Did you go in 1993? No. I, and they won, I, didn't they? And they won 4-3 against Leicester after <laughs> being 3-0 up. There's a common denominator here. <laughs> yeah. um, League 2 then, Scott. So uh, the bottom teams all lost, didn't they? So you've got bottom, Notts County and Yeovil on 37 points each. Macclesfield also lost, but they're third bottom and out of the danger on 39 mm. points. Um I know Forest Green Rovers won, didn't they? Lincoln. They are... weren't Tranmere. Yeah, Lincoln champions now? Yeah, uh, near enough. I think if they win, my probably... No, they're the 10 next... points ahead with three games left. Oh, they... oh is that actually confirmed? Yeah. Oh, eight, okay. points, eight points ahead with nine points to play for. So no, if they, they win on. No, they're, they're they... Cha... Oh, oh, they're champions. champions. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was looking down to Bury in third. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they need one win, really. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, Two points, basically. Uh, okay. Um, did they lose today? Um, the, yes, they lost 1-0 yes, to Carlisle. Yes. Right, Carlisle, okay. Stevenage, Newport all won. Um, and they're closing the gap to Exeter, who lost 3-1 at home to Crawley. Swinner in 12th. And we, would re- we drew 0-0 at Cambridge. So our gap is four points to Exeter and the other three, I think it's two points now. Yeah. So it's 65, 63, and we're on 61. We've got crew on Monday, and they're hovering just below us. So it's pretty tight, but that, I think we're out of it. So it's between Exeter, Newport, Carlisle, and Stevenage for the last playoff spot. Newport got a game in hand as well. Yeah, they, they, they got... I think that's due to the FA Cup. Right, they've got, I think it's Oldham. Yeah, Oldham, yeah. yeah. So if they went that, they're, they're ahead, they're in the playoff spot. Yeah. I got a Cambridge shirt this week. My father-in-law's been away he, to the Cotswolds and he went into a charity shop, saw a Cambridge shirt and bought one for me. Nice. So, somehow I've got a Cambridge top so I can add that to my list of teams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we're around the continent then. Um... In Spain, Barcelona are well ahead. Uh, 74 points. Atletico Madrid, uh, 65. Real Madrid, 61. And then, this is where it gets interesting at the weekend, the last Champions League place is Seville on 52 points. And then in fifth is Getafe, a point behind. And they play each other this weekend at Getafe. So that will be a good one to watch. Uh, in Italy, uh, Empoli. What happened to them on Monday? Jesus Christ, what a game. I didn't watch it, but I saw the stats afterwards. So Atalanta played Empoli. Um, I posted the screenshot into the WhatsApp group. Atalanta had 47 shots on goal, 18 saves by the Empoli keeper. Empoli had three, and it finished nil nil. <laughs> I'm disappointed this wasn't a one nil loss, to be honest. Yeah, that would have been that would have been pure football manager 2019. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you've got Inter away Inter. Yeah, Inter. Yeah, the Raja Nangaland derby. Uh, so it's Inter-Roma on Saturday night. Um, there's some actually quite good games on Saturday because um, it's Easter. They won't play the games on Sunday. 
due to the holiday. So you've got Parma, Milan, um, and you've got Juventus, Fiorentina. Juventus could potentially win the league on Saturday. Yeah, against Fiorentina. Against Fiorentina. There's a bit of rivalry. Yeah. A bit of needle. All dates back to Roberto Baggio in the 90s. Um, and, and Atalanta versus Napoli on Monday night would be a good game as well. Uh, in Germany, Bayern are top 67 points, a point ahead of uh, Dortmund. So Bayern are playing Werder Bremen and uh, Dortmund are away to Freiburg. In France, PSG again missed the chance to win the league. They lost 3-2 to Nantes, even though they're a rather scrubby Danny Alves goal. Um, they lost 5-1 to Lille at the weekend, which was stupendous fun to watch. Uh, they've got Monaco this week uh, at the weekend. And I think this is going to be... at stabbed the France because I think I remember watching the reverse fixture in Monaco and it was horrendous stuff um, yeah it was, it was like five that nil. Simpsons gif make it stop <laughs> <laughs> it was that sort of thing so um, they drew two weeks ago I think to Strasbourg didn't they and then they lost yeah, to Lille and then... that, that Eric Tupin team <gasps> yes! from a yard out which has to be one of the worst misses in the last 20 to 30 years of football. I was going to say, if you need goal on technology to show that the ball hasn't gone in, it's a hell of yeah. a miss. But yeah. imagine if he'd scored that or just got out of the way, this would all be over. This would be over. Did you see Gigi Buffon's mistake from this game? Yeah, it didn't lead to a goal, did it? But it was No, but he need, it could have been embarrassing, so he got caught out. He dawdled him back and the, the non-player hit one from, what, 25, 30 yards? Yep. And just, just floated over the crossbar. And he's dropped Mbappe, hasn't he? Because Mbappe's come out and opened his mouth a little bit, I think, hasn't he? It's not the first time this has happened this season. He was, he's been late to training. Yeah. And I think he got fined a week's wages, which is how much money he's on. I think it's a lot of money. And, um, yeah, I think there's some stuff going on with Tuchel on the board. I, I was on the Football Weekly podcast. Um, they, were saying, they were saying some stuff that they're at loggerheads because they've got no midfield because um, Rabio and Diara who they got I think they got Diara on a free and uh, Rabio have been like excluded from the squad due to Rabio not signing a new contract and he looks like he's going on a free and he's not being part of the 11 so they've got no midfield Do you feel, I quite like the look of Paredes he's a good player that goes missing in games yeah. I've seen it when he was at Roma um, I've witnessed him Actually, quite play play quite well on his re-return. I went to um, a game in the sun in the summer of 2016 where Roma won four 0 and he was the best player on the park. Mm. And so was Mo Salah. Um, Mo Salah in Italy was just different class. But Paredes, if he gets the chance, he's a very good player. But when he doesn't, he looks rusty at best. Yeah, and they've got Verratti back in midfield, but yeah, he's a walking card as we all know isn't he so. oh yeah <laughs> uh, right some bits of news uh, Jerry Barton has uh, emphatically denied quote unquote uh, assaulting Barnsley manager Daniel Stendhal um, and a man has been arrested for racially aggravated offences at that fixture too brilliant was watching the car try and leave and the policeman sort of jump on the bonnet <laughs> yeah, that, was quite funny. that was great um, professional footballers in England and Wales have boycotted social media today for 24 hours to protest against racist abuse. Uh, Troy Deeney has said, quote unquote, enough is enough. A bit like Chumbawamba. Um, and Alex McLeish, Ali. About time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really, is it? I was in You're plastic Scots, weren't you? Yeah, my, da- my dad's Scottish, so. But no <laughs> Scottish, like, even the, like, the fans who go to games and actually care about Scotland, um, unlike myself. Um, they they want them in charge in the first place. Um, I don't know who they want. I don't know what they expect. Craig Levine. 
Hey, but, no, no, well, no. he tried Craig Levine and because he, he wanted to actually do some coaching, that didn't work either. But like, I'm not a McLeish's biggest fan at all. Um, I never will be purely because he's Rangers history. But um, he's, he's a dinosaur. Probably shouldn't be involved in the game anymore. You know, when you're trying to be a bit more proactive. Um, but I don't know where Scotland can go because it's not exactly the two best players who are probably arguably two of their best in their position are both left backs. Can one play left midfield? No, but, well, you'd think so, but they just play one at left back and one at right back. Hmm. Yeah, Tierney's played right back for Scotland. Yeah, I think Tierney might end up going into like a left centre back position, so and then Robertson be more of a wing back. But when your two best players and your probably only two good players are are full backs, um, your closest player to them is the likes of Ryan Fraser at, at Burnmouth, who's 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 okay. What about James Forrest because he's come on. I think I still think he's terrible. I can't say he's good. Yeah. He's had a good season. <laughs> he uh, has had a good season. Yeah, and he, he's had a good season in big games as well for Celtic. To be fair to him, but he's just—he's one of those wingers that, you know, like the fast player. You know, when you play against somebody really bad at FIFA, and they've got a fast player, and they all same all the time, and, and just run fast down the line. They kick it long and just keep chasing it. That's what James Forrest does week in week out. Good Strachan's knocking around at the minute. No, no. I don't think fans want him either. I mean, Strachan did a good job prior to McLeish. Um, the la- it must have been the last qualifiers. Like, he got them playing some nice stuff. But again, it's just, I think you need to get either a foreign manager in, but again, you're limited to what you can coach them because of the, the players who are available. Has <coughs> the Michael O'Neill thing gone cold? Yeah, I think that went cold when McLeish took over. I think O'Neill signed a new contract with Ireland okay. At the time, but I mean, wouldn't that have been like? I, I mean, I'm a plastic Scotsman, as you say, Chris. But isn't that a very strange management addition? You know, you're you're taking another. Let's be honest, Northern Ireland are pretty crap. I didn't um, mean you're the plastic Scotsman. You're the one with the Scottish accent. He's so bad, me. <laughs> My dad's Scottish, so oh, yeah. Right. Um, you probably you probably support them more than I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, it just been a very strange acquisition. Um, but Scots are very against getting a foreign manager in. You know, they, they could never... Like, if Guardiola offered to manage Scotland, I honestly think half the Scottish national like support would be against it. Mm. Whereas there is actually no good Scottish managers. Wouldn't Steve Clark not be a bad shot? He's done pretty well with Kilmarnock this season. I, I think for... You're looking at from the national side, probably, but I think for his managerial career, he's, he's kind of got back into the swing of things. Yeah. And he's joining day-to-day manager. That's the problem with international football. You're not really managing day-to-day. You know, you're not involved in the coaching. You're not helping develop players. It's kind of a thankless task unless you're surrounded by, you know, world-class players or and even good players at times. Hmm. Um, whereas at Scotland, you're, you're you really you're really not. Before it used to always be Rangers and Celtic players, but now a lot of our teams are actually English. You know, because we're now looking at the those who aren't getting games for England and aren't getting games for Wales sort of thing, and we're looking at, oh, have they got links? So you're, you've got them who, most of them then aren't regulars either and where they're playing. So you're stuck. And I don't know if like a manager like Clark, who tends to work with the team as well, is going to help them. But I, I honestly, I've, I've no idea where they'll go how it'll go, um, I just know we'll not qualify for any 
tournament. It's probably not worth speaking about, to be honest. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> you know, we're not going to be involved in any of summer podcast. So. <laughs> uh, well, look, Mo Salah's made it to the Time Magazine, hundred most influ- or one of the hundred most influential people in the world, um, which is pretty good to see. When I tweeted out, until someone replied with a picture of him and the Chechnyan president. <laughs> Uh, I sort of yeah okay Um, the road to the Qatar 2022 World Cup has begun the Uh, Asian first round qualifications draw has taken place so you've got such clashes of the titans as Mongolia Brunei Macau Sri Lanka Laos versus Bangladesh anyone going to stream these Malaysia East Timor I wait for your match reports that will come into the the WhatsApp group yeah same (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, George Weah was chased out of his office by snakes today has anyone seen that George no. Weah president of Liberia um, two snakes came through like a little mouse hole in his office and the building had to be evacuated apparently there were big black ones um, it's the second time this month that the, the office has had to be fumigated was Jake the Snake Roberts nearby? I don't know. But that's a hell of a fumigation <laughs> job. I mean, if you were a fumigator in England, you've got like rats and hedgehogs, but yeah, big not black snakes. snakes in Liberia. I don't think I'd want yeah. that job. This is my favourite podcast that you've ever done, Chris. Two wrestling references in less than I know. <laughs> <laughs> I never expected this when you invited me up. <laughs> uh, Copper 90 this week. Um, the big fanfares has launched uh, a sort of women's... Was it Women's World Cup? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um and sort of smashing the patriarchy that sort of fanfare has been introduced to and all very well and noble and good until football 365 uh got involved copper 90 have uh acquired the help of a uh, guy at least called poets call uk uh, is his twitter yeah. handle until the other day when i can't find him now um and uh it turns out that he may or may well he, he has released in the past a series of pretty misogynistic and awful tweets um, and some have suggested that on the back of this Football 365 article, he might not be the man to take them forward. Uh, Copper 90 said they'll make a statement at some point. Uh, he, on his own insta- um, on his own Twitter account, said, I'm not that person anymore, and I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, redemption, is that not what we look for in society, or people changing their views, or is this such a sensitive subject he shouldn't be allowed anywhere near a Copper 90 camcorder? <clears throat> right. Since we spoke about this briefly off air, I'll, I'll mention my point and then I'll let you take on. But surely, like, times have changed so much now. This goes on, obviously, the women's situation, homophobic stuff, racism stuff. Surely we want people to be changing, to be seen to changing, because as we're pretty much, we all discuss, this is an educational thing. This tends to be the you're educated on set subjects. I mean, we... I, I have no. I certainly have that are now. I've said stuff that's seen deemed as homophobic, not towards a gay person, but even towards straight people. You know, just insults that we've thrown around to our pals, not thinking nothing of it because don't know any better. Same way, same way, racism stuff. Same way, same way, women stuff. None as bad as a guy tweeting out to the public, which makes it obviously seem much worse. But surely we want him to be seen to be better than those tweets that he sent out. We want not just great guys who, who have been supportive of, say, women's football, in, in this instance, going forward all the time, but we want people to be seen to be changing their narrative, to be educating themselves, to then support in such brands, and they would be perfect advocates to to enhance the game 
if, if they have truly changed their beliefs. Okay. Scott, you going to... I completely agree with what Ali said. Um, it's I've seen some of the tweets that poet is is said. Um, it's come out in what 2011. Um, I think we were saying off air, and it's quite it's quite harrowing. It's quite demand uh, demoralising. It's, it's quite degrading and disgusting. And just intrigued what Copper Ninety do from now on because he was in the promotional video yeah. for this, and then there was a lot of backlash. Um, Especially on my timeline on on Twitter the other day, and I think I think as you said, there's going to come out in the next couple of days. And as Ali said, times have changed. We've all said stupid things in the past, even to our mates, um, maybe on Facebook or Twitter. Um, I think we sometimes might have to evolve with it, with it. But I'm just in, interested to see what happens because some of the stuff he said was disgusting. It was pretty awful, some of the stuff. Yeah. But like you say, you, you hope that people change, and you hope that his apology yeah. was heartfelt rather than, I have to say this because I might lose so my job. Say, yeah. yeah. I think he has, in a, a couple of years ago, he's had twins, so that's maybe changed, changed his uh, lifestyle art on it. But, yeah, it was it was quite bad. Do you not feel, like in a way, that if, if we keep... Because this has happened a few times where, you know, tweets have been dragged up and Facebook posts have been dragged up and people have lost jobs or, you know, lost opportunities. But do you not feel if we keep if we keep doing this to people, then they will be like, well, why should we change? Yeah. Whether it's morally right or wrong is completely different. But these mm-hmm. guys are feeling the need to 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 either educate themselves or Scott, you've just said he's had children, which changes everybody's thoughts on life. Okay, but some people are just like, oh well, why why should I educate myself? You know, why shouldn't I? If I'm trying my best to change, but people are still... Like, look at the the James Gunn. I don't know if you read that story on the, the whole Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. It, it was brought... I think it was... I'm sure it was homophobic tweets. Um, and he ended up losing the Guardians of the Galaxy three-roll and lost his job within Marvel, moved to DC. Um, and it wasn't for the fans who realised, like, wait a minute, this happened 20 years ago. He's a different... But like the... What's the actor's name as well who said it? You know, he he came out and said that he wanted to kill a black person. Oh, Lee Neeson. Yeah, walking around with a kosh. Like, for me, like John Barnes is the way he talks on racism is the way everybody should should talk and listen on any subject that anybody finds offensive. You know, it's not about punishment; it's about educating and forgiving, Hmm. and on on both sides. Hmm. Um, And and we just if we want to move forward as as a society as each individual group if we want to push you know like the lbgt or race of the black people or or women and women's football is demeaned by everyone and you still see it going on now that people and when women make a mistake on the football pitch it's it's highlighted to the extreme because it's women but we want to educate the world not just the narrow-minded people we need to be shown to to su- not support because it's not he doesn't deserve our support as such because what he said, I've just looked at it there, isn't, you know, it's disgusting. But he's come out and said, we will never know if he means it, but he said he's sorry, he said it was a different time, he's trying to come on, he's took on a job to promote the game. Do we not have to give him the benefit of the doubt and then our backing sort of thing, rather than a lot of backlash, so he loses a job, which then can't provide, I'm sure he's not going to go bankrupt sort of thing but you know it's then hampering providing for his family and that that negative is just as bad 
in a way in society because it's then it's like bullying really it's like we're bullying back these individuals the people who we should be condoned I'm, like I'm not saying we then support like racists who are giving abuse to players but as Sterling says we don't want to be turning our back on it because it's letting them win if, if people are willing to educate themselves we need to support those people into why they were wrong and how they can improve going forward that hopefully people then rub off on this guy's influence and more people do the same so that in 10 years time maybe two other people who have tweeted today then realise wait a minute I was a twat and I want to move forward in any other offensive topic that we talk about well you make a very compelling case there do you want to do the same for Wayne Hennessy? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so no. With, <laughs> people don't deserve our support, and this is one of them. Wayne Hennessy was uh, found not guilty this week of making a uh, racist gesture. Um, I don't think the FA were too impressed with him. Do you hear some of his the points here? So point 46, Mr Hennessy categorically denied giving a Nazi salute. Indeed, from the outset, he said he didn't even know what one was. Improbable as it may seem to those of an older generation... We do not re- reject the assertion untrue. In fact, when cross-examined about this, Mr. Hennessy displayed a very considerable, one might even say lamentable, degree of ignorance anything to do with Hitler, fascism, and the Nazi regime. Um, and um, a rather <laughs> funny headline from the um, Guardian this week is, I think it's come out of the sort of last couple of hours or so, but, but Roy Hodgson is, is saying that um, Wayne Hennessy is desperate to learn about Nazis. Presumably... <laughs> Presumably, in the sense that he really wants to know, so that they can, so he can sort of educate, put educate. Right. Yeah, either that, or he needs to be on a terrorist watch list. My nine-year-old daughter knows who Hitler is. Listen, it's re- I, I agree with you completely, but you can't disprove yeah, him, no. can you? Uh, come on. As improbable as it is, you can't say you can't say categorically to him, "I know you know what one is," because. I don't care. You still punish him for making that thingy. Yeah. I, I could use the N word, right? I've heard it. In, I've heard it in rap songs that I listen to, and I could call a player that and say I didn't know any better. I've just heard it in a song, and that's what black people call black people. Does yeah. that mean I'm not a racist then? Bull crap. You still punish him for the same. Okay, fine. Send him an educational course to realise what he's done wrong, but he still deserves punishment. No, I agree with you. I was just sort same. of trying to give his no, 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 point of view across. This, this is just the FA kind of taking that tucking their balls between their legs and hoping you get an easy ride out of it. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, it's I mean, it's baffling just... at best. It's baffling at best. <laughs> just completely deny any kind of knowledge. <laughs> uh, right, OK, so some of the Premier League games coming this weekend we'll talk about lastly. Uh, Bournemouth versus Fulham. Um, Bournemouth got, uh, games have featured 110 goals this season, 449 against 61. That's the most of anybody in the Premier League. Anyone bothered about this game? I mean, you know, Bournemouth on the beach, Fulham might as well be. Yeah, pretty much. Aren't they? But you'd think, I, I, I fancy a Fulham win here because they've got to, some of the players have got to be playing to see either for the short window hmm. next season. Like, Babel's played quite well the last few games. Um, you'd like to think, I've I had this argument with in our Liverpool WhatsApp group that everybody's really high on Ryan Sessignon. Yeah. But he's been terrible all season. He's, he's not, not really played though, is he? Uh, yeah, he's played most games that I've seen, but he's not stood out. Now, I know Fulham have been terrible, but normally in a bad team, you still get glimpses. You get of one player. Players. You mm. get one player who stands out. Yeah, but he's not done it for me. And I know he's young, and 
he's a glorified, I'm not sure what position, like glorified left back, left wing back, left winger, but he's not really showed anything. And if he wants to move, this is the only summer he's going to get to do it. So he needs to put in a good few performances that maybe takes like a, say a Chelsea or a Man United or, or even a Liverpool who are going to take a gamble on this young English like supposed superstar, really, that they were talked about from last season. Okay. I was thinking the same about Tom Kearney, but I know Kearney's had his injury issues. Yeah. He was a top player in the Championship last season for Fulham and was amazing to play on this season. It's the Sessegnon factor where he hasn't had enough games, he's been injured, and I was thinking the same. Them two would be star players for Fulham this season and both have, haven't done it at all. Okay. Uh, Huddersfield versus Watford. I've got last night match of the day. This one, um, Delafeu <laughs> has got a goal involvement, either goal or assist, every 129 minutes in the Premier League. That's a pretty decent stat for him, isn't it? Uh, they always seem to be. He gets a lot in one goal. Do you not feel? Cardiff yes. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a stat padder. You know, he gets like a, a hat trick or a hat trick assist in one game, and then does nothing for six. Um, and then he comes he, in the semi-final and changes that, yeah. And scores yeah, an absolute he, world, eh? He is, and that's, I suppose that's the difference for teams like, like Watford's and, you know, around that. They've got that one player who can just make a difference when he's on it. You know, and those kind of teams need him. Like, we're, we're, we're kind of blessed, Chris, being Liverpool supporters, that, you know, we've got a lot of players who do it regularly, whereas you realise that lower-down teams, they, they might get not get the consistency, but they just show up every so often, and when they do, you're like, Oh, he is quite good. Yeah. But like Stickerson is at Everton. Yeah. Okay. Uh, West Ham versus Leicester in the Tony Cotty derby. Leicester haven't won in London since March 2017. When guess who they beat? West Ham. West Ham. Uh, West Ham have lost their last three. Leicester have won four out of five. They're both on the beach for this one, aren't they? Leicester's still pushing for seventh, though. Yeah, they're going oh, for the Everton Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think? This could be the game of the weekend. I think this could be quite a good game, actually. Yeah, I mean, this has got sort of like sun beating down on you on both teams. Remember I said about the Bournemouth game the other week against yeah. Leicester, where the sun's sort of beating down on both their teams, and you know they're quite relaxed. No one's going to go. No one's going to go down. Let's just have a kick around in a nice game. And yeah. some sombreros in the uh, the away ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there aren't we uh, Wolves versus Brighton we've kind of talked about um, and like I said the BT Sport game tomorrow night or Saturday night is uh, Newcastle versus Southampton both these teams safe? yeah, yeah just yeah. about yeah. and I want one draw here yeah. which is a guaranteed <laughs> um, that'll nullify that'll nullify both teams to be safe i tell you what Southampton look good under Hasenhood so I think yeah. if, he, yeah. if the, the stat that's been floated around midweek is if he took charge like for the full season, I think the result would be seventh. Yeah. They're, they're, when they played Liverpool before they played Liverpool, their stats from January they they would they would be they would have been fourth in the league. Wow. Okay. Um, which is ridiculous. I mean, it kind of says a lot about the league. Obviously, Liverpool and City are in their own league of their own just now. Obviously, they're, they're it's like anomaly both teams' results, but. To still be sitting in amongst your Man United, your Chelsea, your Spurs, um, and they were very good against Liverpool. I know the scoreline says otherwise, but they were very good if anybody watched the game. Mm. Um, I really like Castle. Oh, he's done, he's done very well. Yeah, so we we were recording 
when this game was on and I think me and Adam were keeping an eye on it and Southampton were really really good in that game until Salah scored that absolutely brilliant solo goal and it just deflated them yeah just just killed them yeah right that brings it in the Premier League round of any AOB from anybody none for me nothing that no okay um we are part of the Man of the Post network, uh, so presumably this Sunday show is there, Ali, to review what we've all been previewing? I would assume so. Um, we don't speak about it until Sunday, basically. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But you reckon there probably will be? We just, yeah, I'll be, I assume it'll be me, Chris, and Dave. Um, again, I am the... Oh, no, I will not be on. I'm working. Oh, that'll be Chris, Dave, and A.N. Allah. Okay, okay. You'll be on the streets of, of Scotland in a taxi. I will be, yes. Um <laughs> Either in a very good mood or a very bad mood. Jurgen Klopp on Sunday. I could just imagine this taxi with a rain cloud sort of following the top of it as it drives. Yeah. Uh, well, you won't get any WhatsApp updates. Really? I will not be in that group. <laughs> uh, Scott, is there any Euros pod lately? Uh, we recorded Tuesday. Um, I sent it over to Ryan and Ross and just waiting for it to be uploaded on the iTunes when and when. Okay, so we're there. So, yeah, uh, and there's been an Unusual Efforts uh, podcast recently as well. So um, subscribe on iTunes, like on Acast or Stitcher or Spotify, and it'll be there for you. Um, every week it automatically fall into your inbox. We've had a review on iTunes. Is that a good one? We it's don't, Isco19 said, weekly review show makes Monday better. The music is also delightful. I don't like that because they... I mean, that's very nice of you to leave a review, but that's just praising your show, not like... Not the whole... one, specifically. Not the the platform, just the one show. just your Sunday show. Well, thank you so much, Isco, but... Has the music changed? Because I know Chris had an issue with the music. He didn't like it. Love the music. Well, I love it as well. Yeah, so... But... I wonder which because he said he asked Ross a while ago if he could change it. So I'm now curious if this is one of Chris's friends or Chris's wife, who's now Chris has got the music changed and they've deliberately pointed out the music just to wind <laughs> <Chris> up. <laughs> Very well, thank you, Isco19, for that. Um, also, you can uh, subscribe on all the platforms. I said we are on Instagram at Man of the Post, Twitter at Man of the Post. Uh, we are on Facebook. You can give us a like as well. We do this for free. Last week we put out. Uh, 365 minutes worth of content across five podcasts. We do this for free um, because we love it, first of all, uh, because it me- means we don't have to speak to our spouses is probably the second reason uh, on a Friday night. Um, <laughs> but if you like what you hear, uh, we always strive to make this content better. So we've got a uh, ko-fi-com uh, sorry, ko-fi.com slash man of the post that's sick that's funny uh, well you can chuck us a few quid and we can invest in better recording equipment uh, maybe some glasses for me um, and you can help I was, I was going to quote a Simpsons quote from Bart uh, Burns's hair then <laughs> good card that? good card he read <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it helped we can you know you can help chuck some money our way we help make the audio <laughs> equipment we use better uh, and make the content and quality of our content better um ali how do they follow you on twitter uh, i get asked this every week and i still don't know it's either ali thompson 84 or ali thompson 1984 84. is it yeah. yeah ali thompson 84 on twitter then okay uh <laughs> scott how do they follow you uh at scott underscore Munro. Brilliant. You can follow me at cetrigam77. Uh, Ali, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. It's always good to be on the Friday. Excellent. Scott, thank you very much. No worries. Thank you, guys. It's been as good as always. Brilliant. And always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>